0: Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation.
1: Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbal volcano lair. Sergeant, we need a response team.
2: We're already putting together the best move.
1: With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. (laughs) (laughs) It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric.
2: What a bunch of losers!
1: I am crew. That I do
2: know. These people may be isolated, and unbalanced, either, but I believe with the right
1: push, You can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you.
0: I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready.
2: And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the intrepid trio, duo, solo. Oh, solo mio. Well, okay. So it's Eric and myself, Mike. And we're joined by field agent Bart because, well, Kylan crashed the healer bus one too many times. And now is off. Uh, remedial, helibus, driving. It's not even 101. It's 001.
1: Why is he even allowed near it? Because he's the only one with the keys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wish it was a better reason than that, but there it is. Where he's getting the gas for it,
2: I don't know, because Eric and I are the only two with the key to the gas pump. I'm just
1: gonna say Taco Bell and leave it at that.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say it could just be, you know, being he could have made it being fueled by oil. But it, like it's grease.
2: I
1: could explain the French fry smell here in the lair. Yeah. Especially now that we got that air fryer. True, true. Use cooking oil. It's it's greener than fossil fuels, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, check out the homepage, which is
2: caught up with the show episodes. Finally. <laughs> I won't tell you how many episodes I ended up having to go back and do. But hey, Enough. That th- was that was the number. Enough. I think I came up with some great images for the show art, though.
1: Yes, you did. Actually, I was uh, I was kind of impressed, mildly.
2: So, um, check out the homepage. Go down. Uh, check out our affiliates, like I did today. I bought a couple shirts from superhero stuff for Melissa and Zoe. Sweet. They've been wanting Captain Marvel jerseys. And if you've gone to Walmart or Target or even the Disney store, you know the selection has stunk. Period. Yeah. And there you go. on Father's Day, when we went to Jacques Lindsay's Hangar Bar and met Fred Soreson, who's that? Jacques Lindsay himself for his 70th birthday. Uh, we, we went to the Marvel shop. I already showed these guys the neat little gadget. You can make your own gauntlet from, uh,
1: soul not included soul stone, but you can make
2: your own gauntlet or they call it a gauntlet. It's it's, is that what it, it's not like an Infinity gauntlet. It's, it's just like a, a buckler thing that has a dart launcher. You can add to it. You can do just the shield armor or the arm armor, whatever you want to call it. It's twenty four ninety nine and then to buy the launcher is an additional fifteen bucks.
1: I would call it more of a vambrace than a gauntlet.
2: Yeah, yeah. And you can mix and match. Right now the characters are Iron Man, Hulk, uh, Spider Man and Captain America. Uh Zoe got one, she did a mix of Hulk, Iron Man, and Captain America. Well, me, being the Cap fanboy that I am, just look at my cell phone cover, guys.
1: Is it indestructible? Kinda like Cap Shield. It is an OtterBox. Oh, there you go. That's close enough. yeah it's the it's the case that
2: I've had for a few years now, ever since they've come out with it. Um, and when the silicone starts to wear out, I call them up for six bucks. Great thing about OtterBox, you their warranty. You just pay for shipping, and they send you a new case. So um, I'm almost due to call them again for a new case. Um, but I, I've I've had the, the sh- ever since Cap was available as a Defender case, I've had it on my phone. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm a Cap fan, so I went all Cap. I debated doing an Iron Spider. I seriously debated doing Iron Spider, which I was going to go Iron Man and then Spider-Man, Iron Man with the Spider-Man launcher. But I didn't. I went straight all cap because
1: that's who I am.
2: You went all cap,
1: so you know that's considered rude. True.
2: Hey. Um, but Melissa let them know how displeased she was about all the Captain Marvel merchandise or lack thereof. Clothing-wise, there was for Zoe and her. So, tell them sir. So I got so I used the affiliate link and bought Zoe and Melissa a Captain Marvel t shirt each. So okay. they have a pretty good selection. Uh their their merch is pretty good selection and Eric knows from Celebration. They, they've yeah. got some good stuff
1: yeah i mean the stuff is not cheap quality so
2: if you go to the link for or go to the picture of superhero stuff on the website buy something it helps us at no cost to you it's no i mean if you buy something yeah that's your cost but there's no upcharge for us to get paid we get a commission on what you what you bought it's like on the stuff i bought i made five dollars and sixty cents so that's what's coming back to the show. It's five dollars and sixty cents. Well, um, also, too, check out our partners Found Me, who has the great Bluetooth trackers, and um, Heroes and Villains, who just released a new Boba Fett collection on their site, and the stuff looks great. Uh, the Boba Fett hat is actually a fitted hat, where all the other hats on the site are adjustable. I will go for the fitted hat. I, I like it. Um, there's a backpack, uh, lanyard, uh, pens. I think a wa- there's a wallet. It's awesome, great looking stuff. So, you know, use the code field agents, all one word, for 15% off your first purchase there. Also, to check out our web store where you get some very cool hats, sweatshirts, baseball hats, um, baseball jerseys, hockey jerseys. Uh, me personally, I think of the character theme the Spider-Man one looks great. It's probably the favorite of my of all of mine. Uh, I love the comic strip hockey jersey as well because I own that one. And that was a fun one to design. Um, but we got Captain Marvel. We've got Captain America as well. Check them out. Again, it's another way of helping support the show. So Marvel looking for support as if they need it. I think they're doing this as a ploy to get over the top and beat Avatar. But Endgame is heading back to the theaters, and according to Fegin, Fegin Kaigi, yeah... <laughs> as you where my mind is. According <laughs> to Kevin Feige, it will include new footage. Uh, he goes, I don't know if it's been announced and I don't know how much. Uh, yeah, we're doing it next weekend, Feige said. In a separate interview with Screen Rant, Feige said, it, will, it won't be an extended cut, but rather if you stay and watch the movie after the credits, there's a deleted scene, a little tribute, and a few surprises. One rumor I've heard is Lewis doing the whole re- of everything from Infinity War through Endgame. That could be incredible, but that would take like 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah. after, after over three hours,
2: and yeah. then... Yeah, uh, the tribute will be to the Marvel legend himself, the Godfather, Stanley. Um, and since Endgame didn't include traditional post-credit scenes, only a short audio stinger, uh, some theories suggest it's a nod to Iron Man. You know, that little clanking yeah. thing. Um, the Avengers assemble once more in order to undo Thanos' action and restore. Order to the universe reads new listing from Cinemark. Includes seven minutes of bonus content and Stanley tribute so when in game came out in april it broke box office records and became number two movie of all time in u.s sales in the u.s in terms of ticket sales as of june it's earned more than 831 million domestically and more than 2.7 billion worldwide it's um,
1: like 40 million behind avatar yeah this something r- like this re-release could help in-game close the gap. Well, you got to remember, Avatar didn't get this all in one run. Avatar was re-released as well. Right. And plus, Avatar stayed at the theater for, like, forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Avengers has done all this in, like, just two months. Right. Which is nuts. it, It is nuts. I mean, this is... I won't say this is the greatest movie of all time, but I think an argument can be made that the MCU is the greatest movie franchise of all time. Yeah,
0: I, I at, mean at least within the last couple decades. Well, I, no, I guess would be the only time that there's been franchises like this. I,
2: I almost hate to say it. Yes, Star Wars laid the groundwork. <laughs> And, yes, 11 movies in 42 years, if you think about it.
1: I'm not saying that it's far and away the greatest franchise. No, I, I would. I'd say it's a neck and neck, but but then again, you do. There is a point that without Star Wars, we don't have MCU. Right. I then, really don't think do. I would definitely
2: say Star Wars is the godfather of franchises at this point in time. And has shown how longevity works with the franchise. But I would, I hate to say it, as much as. I'm much more of a Star Wars fan than I'm a Marvel fan, and there's nothing wrong with me making that comment. But Marvel, I I would put as the top franchise of all films right now, with Star Wars number two. And as you said, it's close.
1: It is and it, very.
2: And close. if it if it came down to a horse race, is whose snot is longer crossing the line? Whose snot is longer? Yeah. If the, the horses because are,
1: now now you've got racehorses, hawk and loogies there at the finish yeah. line to see yeah. if it gets fucked. Yeah. Okay. We'll take that. There's there's our show title, Hawk and Loogies at the race line. <laughs> hawk and Loogies at the finish line. Okay.
2: <laughs> now I'm now I'm gonna have to find a horse doing that. It's on these close calls. <laughs> hawk and Loogies.
1: Y'all I apologize already. <laughs> you know sometimes this is pulling back the curtain a little bit. This is how we come up with show titles sometimes.
2: You know what? I could go to the point of where we got from back when we had Mac on the show that one time and we got criticized on iTunes for being juvenile. I got my phone close by. I could break out the fart app. (laughs)
1: Ladies and gentlemen, some of us never got past the seventh grade culturally. Hey, I resemble that remark. Oh, so do I. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so where were we? Oh, yes. We were um, talking about Marvel? Yeah,
2: we are talking about Endgame, how it's coming yes. back.
1: Yes. I, somebody asked me uh, this this evening before we started recording uh, if I was going to go see it. And, you know, I probably would. I might, just to, just to
2: see the bonus, you know, the extra material. Yeah. But see, I can
1: go pee during the movie now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, for me, it'll be my third time if I do. Well, you would go pee the whole movie then. <laughs> Hey. Though if you do, you probably should go see a doctor immediately afterwards. True. See, I could go get a bad case of dinner from Chipotle. Is there any other kind? (laughs) Oh, sorry.
2: (laughs) Nope. Apologies to the Chipotle Corporation. Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) Well, I I say there's no apologies with this because I'm all in favor for it. Um, Marvel Studios, Kevin Feige, or Fevin, (laughs) Feige. um, confirms conversations with Keanu Reeves and wants to find right way to bring him into the MCU. Who could we cast Keanu Reeves as? Well, that's the second part of this. Oh, really? Do tell. So first, uh, Feige has revealed lots of information during exciting news that in game is getting re-released, which we talked about. And, uh, Future involvement of some big names in the MCU, including Internet's current boyfriend Channing Tatum—I
1: mean Keanu Reeves—you don't have to mention that name. Conlon is not here. here. I know. He might be listening to this when it comes out. But there, there's no... But and then there, he's going to throw his phone across the room.
2: And then he's going to Twitter at me, Illuminati, which I can ignore or mute that particular tweet. A
1: uh-huh.
2: um, couple of actors I want to ask you about uh, is Brandon Davis from comicbook.com. Um, Keanu Reeves, you guys talking to him for anything? Davis asked. Why he replied, we talk to him for almost every film we make. We talk to Keanu Reeves about... Oh, i don't know when if or ever he'll join the mcu but we very much want to figure out the right way to do it uh if went to compare reeves to jake gillenhall saying that they talked to spider man far from home star several times until the perfect role appeared being mysterio uh they're hoping a similar situation will occur with with reeves um Currently, he is having major success with John Wick 3 uh, and the rom-com Always Be My Maybe on Netflix. He is also lending his voice to Duke Kaboom in Toy Story 4.
1: And Cyberpunk 2077. He is playing the character of Johnny Silverhand.
2: Okay. So, ComicBook.com followed up with, here's who Keanu Reeves should play in the MCU. Okay. Number one. There are apparently ten
1: options. Okay. The Mandarin. I'm going to say no. No. No, because he's not Asian, and we already had that kerfluffle with uh, Tilda Swinton. Right.
0: Actually, he is. The character's not. Well, I see what
1: you mean. No, the character, unless I'm just sadly mistaken, he is. Okay. But Keanu Reeves is half. Okay. Yeah. He, okay. Then. All right. I resend it. But he is part Asian, and uh, is he also part Inuit? Now, say I never knew. And I'm not sure. I, I never knew anything about him being part Asian.
0: I <laughs> only found that out from an NPR discussion about the rom com the other day.
1: Okay. Well, if that's the case, then all right. <laughs> it's like the meme. I'll allow it. Alrighty. He
2: is. Let me find his Wikipedia. He is a Canadian American actor and musician. Yeah, uh, I do remember him for one of his first roles in Young Blood as the goaltender. Uh, his mother is English from Essex. His father is American from Hawaii. Is of Chinese Hawaiian English Irish and Portuguese descent. Okay, so okay qualifies. Okay,
1: okay, all right,
2: all right. What's what's the second one? number two nightmare i could see that and could be a likely villain for dr strange could see that number three richard rider aka nova no too old unless you're doing grumpy old man rich uh they're saying here keanu would give great dramatic weight to an older richard rider who is broken and disillusioned after nova Corps falls all right. Uh, I still think he's a little too old for it, but and, okay. I'm and qualify him to father to a Latino character like younger Nova Sam Alexander. Okay. If they want to tie the Ryder Alexander origins together.
1: If you're going to do a Nova movie, you better have Richard Ryder in there somewhere. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Uh, number four, Mr.
2: Fantastic.
1: No. I have yet to see any Keanu Reeves character be that cerebral. No. Uh, Number five,
2: Moon Knight. I could kind of see that. Yeah. Modern version of Mark Spector. Yeah. I could see that. Uh, Number six, Adam Warlock. Oh, no, that's good. Yeah. Which is what a lot of people have been wanting to see in us. That
1: would be good. Because Warlock needs somebody who can be that intense.
2: Yeah. Um, Sorry, made me think. The one episode that we titled Frodo Up, I actually found yep. the MCU Frodo for that image. <laughs> um, Number seven, Kang slash
1: Immortus. I was thinking that. I was thinking that. Kang, because he's a time traveler. Yeah. What's one of Keanu Reeves' most famous roles? A time traveler. Yep. Uh, number eight, Namor. You know what? I No, I, that that would be my choice. That or Adam Warlock.
2: Yep, that's the way I would go. Number nine. He's got
1: that. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'd just say he's got that look. He could pull yeah. off a name more well.
2: And being Hawaiian, I mean, it helps fit in, too. Yeah. Uh, number nine, high evolutionary. Mm. I put it in the same category as Reed Richards.
1: Yes. Yes. Keanu Reeves is not a brain-dead individual. He's not a stupid individual. He does not play stupid characters. Okay, aside from Ted Theodore Logan. anymore. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he just Johnny, he doesn't play professor type.
2: Johnny Mnemonic was closest to it, but he was an yeah. android. No, he wasn't. I thought he was uh,
1: artificial. In that. No, he was a cyborg. Okay. He has cyber parts. Uh, he was a data courier. He basically had a hard drive installed in his brain. Gotcha. It's been a while. Okay. Uh,
2: number 10, Star Fox. Mm-hmm. Who is one of the key figures of the Eternals race. Okay. I don't see that. I don't
1: see it, though. All right. I'm going to throw a name out here. And with the Fox merger happened, you know, a done deal, I could see him do this, the MCU now. Mastermind. Yeah. The one that's the member of the Hellfire Club. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe Shadow King. I want to throw this one out there. Okay. How about Johnny Blaze? Yes, that yeah. could definitely work. I'm going to throw one more out at you. Corsair.
2: Uh
1: huh. You yeah. know I'm right. Okay, let's go one more. All
2: right. Well, oh, one more pick. How about okay. either Arthur or Lancelot from Camelot,
1: or from the Excalibur series? That could work. Or maybe Dane Whitman, Black Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. You know what? I think I like our picks just as much as theirs. Oh.
2: Yeah? You, you want to throw one more in there, Bart?
0: I, I can't think of anybody. I mean, there's a few. I don't, being as I sadly don't read as many Marvel comics as I used to, I can't place. I do agree, though, Moon Knight. I could see him. Yeah. I could see him in that part completely.
2: Yeah. Now, on top of that, though, I would love to see Jim Carrey as Impossible Man. Not saying, but I'm saying.
1: I know I went out of left field with that. Okay. Um, <laughs> is it wrong that I want to see Chris Tucker as the Impossible Man? That could work too. What about Chris Rock as Impossible Man? No, I, I think Tucker would make a better one than Rock.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, well let's continue on because. Oh, let's. Um, Taron Egerton revealed he would not be back as Eggsy in the third Kingsman. Why? Because it's a prequel, but there is a sequel to the Golden Circle in the works and it will star Egerton and Colin Firth, but the but Kingsman three is going to be called King's man. The King's man. Uh, It's going to be directed by Matthew Vaughn. And the premise is as follows. A collection of history's worst tyrants and criminal masterminds gathered to plot a war to wipe out millions. One man must race against time to stop them. Discover the origins of the... very first independent intelligence agency in The King's Man, directed by Matthew Vaughn, coming to theaters February 2020. Well, okay. So, uh, so yeah. Originally, it was re- uh, the third King's Man initially was revealed in September of 2018 with a November 8th, 2019 release date Though has since been changed due to the Disney acquisition. Okay. So, how
1: do you guys feel about that? I'm gonna be honest. I'm kind of lukewarm on all the Kingsman stuff. I love the first one.
0: Yeah, I felt I've seen bits and pieces of the first one, never completely all the way through. But it, and I looked. It seemed decent when I saw it.
2: The first one, I'll stop. Uh, the first one is a channel. It's a surf stopper for me. The second one, I've only seen once, and I was okay. Um, and it's not because Channing Tatum was in it, but. All right, um, but I do like Taryn Egerton. I mean, I think he's a—he's turned into a good actor. I loved him in Eddie the Eagle. Uh, I have not seen Rocket Man yet. Uh, want to? Even though it's an interesting premise, Elton John went with for his biography, biography movie. As he said, it's not—the facts aren't actually true. It's his interpretation of him as he came out of rehab, which which is what's got me interested in the film this okay he has sobered up and this is what he's remembering this could be fun
0: <laughs> well, what uh, he's remembering with everybody singing
2: yeah i mean making a musical out of it okay i i think they kind of did that because of bohemian but with bohemian it worked bohemian rhapsody the music was woven in yeah and making it a musical but not truly a musical this is a musical like mamma mia and i'm okay with that yeah that's elton john um the golden circle i have to watch again uh to to really say how i feel um but i mean i'll see the third I'll, i'll see this prequel i'll see the sequel as well um but I, w- I want to see some trailers first before I really hold judge- true judgment on just how how ambitious I'll be to go to the theater to see it. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Okie doke. So, um, so, but something we have wanted to see, which we kind of yes. got in animated form, and it was a great film. Okay. Um, now, Tom Holland wants to do it as well. He wants to do a live-action Spider-Verse movie with Garfield and Maguire.
1: I would pay money to go see that. Yeah, I I mean, the, the,
0: first, the animated one was so good. It doesn't matter. It doesn't need to be animated or not. Just give us the movie.
1: And you know what? This would be a great way to introduce a Miles Morales into the MCU. Yeah. Also be another way of
2: introducing the multiverse – but the thing, my thing is, can we do this without making, without bringing those movies into canon, just their characters? Because personally, if you, ha- if I had to make a choice, I will take McGuire's Spider-Man series, even with the horrible
1: Spider-Man 3, over Garfield's. You know, I, I've said this before on the show, but... I like different facets of all three. I liked Toby Maguire's Peter Parker. Yeah. And the whole struggle of great power comes great responsibility. Right. I liked Garfield in the suit. I liked him as Spider-Man more than I liked him as Peter Parker. Yeah. Tom Holland to me is like the best of both worlds, right? Because this is this is like the new teenage. It's almost like Spidey Year One, and
0: he's supposed to be in high school in all of the movies. But Andrew Garfield, the I could not like. I the first time I saw those, like I can't truly believe any of these people are in high school.
2: Garfield, Garfield, I was thinking, okay, this isn't high school; they're college. Yeah. Maguire you got the high school to college transition in the first one. Yeah. You got yeah. some of the college in the second one and then you've got full-blown career in the third one. Yeah. Um personally I think the Maguire Spider-Man 1 and 2 with Maguire were better than Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Especially with with Alfred Molina as Doctor Octopus. Yeah, my my
2: thing about Garfield's is when I saw, saw the first one, I'm like, oh, great, cool, spot a superhero film. And then they they pulled the covers over my eyes, and when they removed them, it's like, no, it's a it's a superhero film, but it's it is almost a chick flick. Now I have no problems with chick flicks;
1: they have their place. Just not in my spider not in my Spider Man movie. Now, I hear this candy commercial in my head. You got your Spider Man in my chick flick. You got your chick flick in my Spider Man.
2: See, now we're, now we got a potential second option for a show show title. Still like Hawk and
1: Loogie's better. Just saying. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I would love to see that. This could also help you bring in. I mean, you could have, like, Spider-Man 2099. Yeah. You could have Miguel O'Hara. Yep. You could have... I mean, if you really wanted to bring Spider-Man Noir in, you could. Um, If you um, wanted to
2: bring Peter Parker
1: in. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to say, if you do this as a live-action Spider-Verse... Try to keep the crossover from the animated ones to a minimum. I mean, you want... Obviously, we want a Miles Morales in the MCU. Right. There are so many Spider-Men or Spider-Women or whatever out there. Bring them in. Like Jessica Drew, the, See, the first Spider-Woman.
2: I would love to have the, the medieval Spider-Man making an appearance. Yeah? I mean... Okay. Yes, I joke about Peter Porker, but I wouldn't mind having that as having Porker as a or Spider Ham as an end credit scene, just in there for yeah, for the giggles, sort of like Howard the Duck in Guardian in the first Guardians.
0: Yeah, or I even even do like old school Disney movies where you have a cartoon before the movie.
1: No, here you go. One of them is watching the TV, and there is a cartoon about Peter Porker. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: But but he does a, he does a Roger Rabbit and his, pokes his head out through the screen. <laughs> hey, contact us. We can help write this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kevin Feige, we know you're out there. Please say you're listening. Give us a call. You know where to find us on Twitter at Marvel Geeks or at Facebook and Instagram at Mighty Marvel Geeks. Shameless plug brought to you by
1: no one. <laughs> okay, you know what would be awesome to put in here. Spider-Girl. Yeah. Yeah. And this would be a perfect end for like Maguire. Yeah. He's the oldest of the bunch. Yeah. At this point he should be old enough to have a teenage daughter. Yep. And wouldn't that be awesome if you had May Mayday Parker swinging around as well. Yeah.
2: I think if you do this you still need to bring in Spider-Gwen as well.
1: If you want to. I think you should. If you're bringing in Miles you need to bring her in too. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, I I would still like Jessica Drew, Spider Woman. Oh yeah, Mayday Parker, Spider Girl, and I know I'm missing some others. Well, who who was who was the
2: well? There was the Gwen Stacy Spider Girl because not not Gwen not Spider Gwen. Wait, there was another. Oh shit, I'm trying to remember when they did Web Warriors on TV. There was a another female spider-man in the normal spidey suit and it was the boyfriend that was killed oh and i can't remember uh um i am looking this up hold on
1: now there is a there are versions where mary jane becomes spider-man right this was not it um Wait a minute. Isn't that the ultimate Mary Jane Watson from the ultimate universe? Maybe. But this the
2: costume doesn't look right. Okay. Not from what I remember. Maybe it was Spider Girl. Yeah, it was Spider Girl. Um Petra Parker and her boyfriend. Oh shoot.
1: No, it's Spider Girl from the Ultimate Spider Man animated series. Yes. Yes. It was Okay, you Pet- her.
2: Petra Parker. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't remember what who she called her boyfriend. Maybe it was Glenn Stacy. I don't know. I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. Anyway, you can bring her in as well. There's many options here. Yeah. So um, Holland said, of course, I would love to make a movie with those guys. It'd be so cool. It would be amazing. I see what he did there. It <laughs> would be really, really cool. and something the fans really want. So whether Marvel and Sony decide to do it, it's up to them. It's not up to me. I can't walk in like Kevin. This is what we're going to do on the next one. But it would really be awesome. So uh, the, that latest tidbit, though, is the biggest complication here. With all the things Spider-Man, um, it has to do with Sony Pictures and their own plans for the future. After a disappointing box office with Spider-Man 2, Sony made a deal with Disney to hire Marvel Studios to make a trilogy of films while also allowing the character to appear in three other m- films in the MCU. Well, that part of the contract's done. Because you have Civil War, Endgame, and Infinity War. Not yeah. in that order, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Um, Sony still continues to pursue its own plans with films like Spider-Verse, Venom, and the upcoming Morbius But with Spider-Man Far From Home set to premiere in a few weeks, that leaves just one more film in the docket in their original deal. It remains to be seen if the two studios will continue to work together beyond that point. If Sony was smart, they will make it happen.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think Sony has realized that working with Marvel is a whole lot better than trying to compete against Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Now, continuing on with
2: Spider-Man, Marvel Entertainment posted up an interesting picture this week on Twitter or on Facebook. It's a spider web with the number four in the middle of it. And some people were going, oh, my Fantastic Four is going to be in Far From Home. Sorry, folks, not happening too soon. Even as an end credit scene, it's too soon. But um, there's an update to this. Marvel has since posted a number, a numeral three made out of spider webbing on its Facebook page. So first we went from Twitter to Facebook, uh, potentially indicating that this is a tease of merely a countdown indicating we will get an announcement on Thursday. But the fans didn't stop speculating. Many connecting the tease to something of a holy grail to fans of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy, Spider-Man 4. That made sense. Yes, there was talk of a fourth film, but Sony Pictures dropped Raimi's... Spider-Man franchise to make The Amazing Spider-Man. But the sequel to Spider-Man 3 made it all the way to pre-production and even casting but ultimately Raimi wasn't confident in the script. Um, He goes, I was very unhappy with Spider-Man 3 and I wanted to make Spider-Man 4 to end on a very high note. The best Spider-Man of them all but I couldn't get the script together in time due to my own failings. I said to Sony, I don't want to make a movie that is less than great so I think we shouldn't make this picture. Go ahead with your reboot which you've been planning anyway. Interesting statement there. Yep. Now, assume... Many assumed that this tease from Marvel Comics indicated that a comic book adaptation of Spider-Man 4 was underway in a tweet that has since been deleted. Alex Ross posted his own painting of Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man and Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane, web-slinging through New York with the hashtag Spider-Man 4. Still, other fans have connected the whole thing to a tweet from Marvel editor C- uh, editor-in-chief editor C.B. Cebulski made on the 17th year anniversary of Raimi's original spider-man the last comic to smell to sell a million copies was star wars number one which was almost five years ago i feel it's time we publish another title that sells over seven figures and i think we have an idea now the star wars number one had its numbers bolstered by a deal with loot crate though because loot crate spots so many to put in their their boxes but what is the announcement well it is jj abrams and his son henry abrams are doing a Spider-Man miniseries and this was something that no one saw coming and it will feature artist Sarah Pacelli uh, as the crew introduces a new villain named Cadaverous and according to a feature from New York Times, cadavers will cause problems not only for Spider-Man and his alter ego Peter Parker, but also for Mary Jane Watson. Um, As far as how this project originated, it was originally pitched by Marvel editor Nick Lowe 10 years ago. Nick Lowe, the editor of the comic, reached out 10 years ago. Henry said, more recently, we began to develop an idea, a new and different and exciting take on Spider-Man. Nick had pressed me hard to do a book with him, Abrams said, "Uh, a year or so ago, i started talking about it with henry and i sort of and it sort of happened organically and that's been the joy of this even though i've been talking to nick for a long time weirdly this feels like it just sort of evolved from conversations henry and i had having ideas that got us excited and nick being open to the collaboration so we've had cm punk write comics writing drack the destroyer with uh colin bunn yeah um this could be interesting There you go. It really could. Yeah, it could. So, But sticking with comics, as we're going to talk about later in our Picks of the Week, Karen Gillian is off the Star Wars books, any Star Wars book, with Star Wars number 67. Who would have thought
1: we'd have gotten to issue 67 with this? I didn't, but I've been enjoying every minute of it. Oh, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm just like... Typically, typically when Marvel debuts a new title in recent years, most of them don't last but about a third of that. Oh, yeah. If, if that
2: much. Oh, yeah. Well, here, here's the fun part. Karen Gillian, 25 issues of Darth Vader. 20 issues of Dr. Afra. That's 40 issues or 45 issues. Then add another 30 issues of Star Wars. So we're talking, what, 75 issues? He has written more Star Wars for Marvel of the modern time than anyone. Maybe even more than the original team or original creators back in with the original run. Yeah. So, well, it has been announced who... Will be taking over with issue number sixty-eight. The writer, Craig Pock, or Greg Pock. There you go. Artist, Phil Noda. Nice. That announcement ha- is so shocking. Well, I won't say shocking. So pleasing. Art is speechless.
0: I. They couldn't have. They, I really couldn't have found anybody better.
1: No. I'm sure they could, but. Yeah. It, well. It, it, We can sit here and fan cast all we want, but I don't think we're going to come up with much better than that. No, no. Now, beginning with issue
2: sixty-eight, which opens the Rebels and Rogues arc, we'll find out what happens prior to Vader launching his hunt for Luke Skywalker. The story finds Luke and his friends launching a desperate mission to keep the Empire from finding the new Rebel base and sees our heroes off on a three-pronged attack. Han and Leia go undercover in a noir world of romance and danger, and they didn't take Dottie from Spaceballs with them. <laughs> Luke and R two face off against the executor in single in a single x wing or c three p o to tell them the odds Well he's with chewie as they team up for their own adventure. God help everyone yeah uh images from the book were previously released at this year's star Wars celebration. Uh, You could go to StarWars.com to check out more preview images. Um, As we had talked before, Gillian made the announcement earlier this year that his time was coming to an end. He goes, I have three issues left to write in Scourging of Short Torn. That's issue 67, the end of my story, and I'll be off. No present plans to write anything else in Star Wars. I suspect I've said all I wanted to about these characters in comics, at least in this period. Anyway, could he potentially be back to do a mini based around the current, current trilogy? Or could he go and do something based around the old Republic or tells a Jedi? Only the shadow knows. Sorry, Rock. property. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
2: the writer Gillian has been a staple of the Star Wars line for recent years, with his first entries, as I said, with the Vader series, and then uh, with Doctor Afra. Noto has previously been known for crafting the art in the Poe Dameron series, which was a great series. Um, that one went like thirty-something issues, okay, which went longer than we all everyone expected it to go. Uh, While Pac has recently recently been writing various Star Wars Age of the Rebellion one shots. Um, Star Wars 67 comes out next week with Star Wars number 68 hitting the shelves July 10th. So um, I don't know how quickly you could talk about it. But how about the Marvel Avengers game?
1: Okay, if it's if it plays as well as the Spider-Man game, this is going to be an awesome game. Yeah, but it's already caught a lot of flack for not looking like the MCU versions. So, matter of fact, there's been a meme that went around pretty much the either the day of or the day after the uh, the trailer release where's the scene from Spaceballs going you idiots you captured their stunt doubles. You know what? I'm okay if it's not. The MCU look. No, I'm I'm right there with you because I mean, you remember Avengers Alliance? Yeah. Avengers Ultimate Alliance, excuse me. Um they didn't quite look like the MCU. Of course, the MCU really wasn't around back then. What was the other one that um, that was kind of
2: based, around, almost had like a Doom look to it? That was the online MMO. Um, City of Heroes? No. No, Marvel Heroes. Yeah, Marvel Heroes. Yeah. I, but here, here's the good thing. This will be available for PC.
1: Yeah. I mean, Yay. The, thing is, the thing is, no two versions are going to look alike. No. And that's not a bad thing. No. That's not a bad thing at all. Even
2: if, even if this was a blend of the comics and the movies, which the trailer looks like, you know, from the trailer, it's kind of what that is. I'm okay with that. There is nothing wrong giving some love back to the comics.
0: Plus is it is it it's not like it's a game based on one of the movies. No. No. So exactly. So it doesn't have to be look everyone has to look just like their actor.
1: No, and plus, there's a, there's another reason why you don't make it look just like the actor. You'd have to pay Chris Evans royalties. Yep. Now, I,
2: the Captain, Ar- uh, Captain America,
1: I like that look. I like the armor. I like the outfit. I like his outfit. I'm not 100% sure that I actually like his facial features. Right. But that's not, I'm not saying that because he doesn't look like Chris Evans. Right. And again, this is Square Enix that's behind this final fantasy kingdom hearts yeah you know it's not like they're going to put out a crap game no i mean you you hear a lot of the, the gaming industry has taken a lot of heat right now because companies like bethesda and electronic arts and also bioware lately they have pretty much shoved out games that were unfinished Right. Uh, thinking, okay, well, we'll they say well, we'll cover that up by saying there's a roadmap to, to release new content to this game. Basically, what a roadmap is is here's how we're going to get it to the state where it should have been on day one. Right. And another thing that they have been doing is putting a whole lot of microtransactions in the games, right? which is basically you have to pay money for real money to get in-game currency to buy things like unlockable costumes or uh, additional characters or, you know, powered up gear, et cetera, like that. And correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I didn't see any of that uh-uh. in the announcement. Uh-uh. Now this is just—it's it, a game. Yeah, it's a complete game.
2: I'm gonna—I'm go, gonna go back to the cap thing. I almost wish they did this cap look in the movies because this seems to be more with the with the armor, the the flak jackets, and whatnot, It'd be more—it's it, a little bit more realistic.
1: I think for going for that type of look, this is this is what I would expect. It reminds me really of Cap's World War Two outfit. Yeah, this is if he was a soldier in in modern times. Yeah, you know, with
2: the flak jackets that our military wears over in, in battle now, but done up in his colors.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not bad.
2: No, I I would I would almost love to do this cosplay. I I really like the look. So. Well, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, it is. Here
1: are the picks of the week. It is that time. Okay.
2: So, Eric, why don't you start us off?
1: Okay, uh, my first pick of the week is Conan the Barbarian number no. seven by Jason Aaron, Mohamed Azrar, and John Buscema. The many loves of Conan. There have been many loves of Conan's life beyond ale and battle, but nothing is sacred as the Crimson Witch twists what is truly best in life. Plus, the next chapter in the all-new Conan novella, Black Starlight. Okay. All right, why don't you hit us with your first pick of the week?
0: My first pick is Magnificent Ms. Marvel number four. Traipsing across an unfamiliar planet with a gorgeous alien prince is fun, but doing that with your disapproving parents in tow Significantly less fun. Can Kamala balance family and romance, or is this strange new relationship dead on arrival?
2: Okay, well, I'm going to start us off with the book that we just talked about. Star Wars number 67, Karen Gillian's End on Star Wars. The Scourging of Shu Torin Part 6. The fate of an entire world is in the hands of the rebels. And even then, can anyone manage to escape the Scourging of Shu Torin, The cataclysmic end of Karen Gillian's run on Star Wars. And what a run it's been. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So,
1: number two pick... My no number pick. two, my number two pick, is Not Brand Etch Complete Collection Trade Paperback by Stan Lee and Marie Severin. Wow! When Stan Lee set the tone for the Marvel Age of Comics, it came with a healthy dose of humor, and when fans demanded more Marvel mayhem, Stan, along with Jack Kirby, Gene Colan, and the Bull Mistress of Mirth, Marie Severin, turned the dial to eleven and let loose. Presenting the masterpiece of Silver Age satire, packed with Marvel's greatest talents, taking a sideways look at the heroes they made famous, and even some they didn't. Charlie America, Scare Devil. The Revengers. where did we hear that? Oh, yeah. Soar, Son of Schmoden, The Sunk Mariner, and the one and only Forbush Man are coming at you. Duck. Collecting not brand etch numbers one through thirteen, not brown etch number fourteen, and material from Amazing Spider-Man Annual number one and five, Daredevil Annual number one, Fantastic Four Annual number five, Sergeant Fury Annual number four, and Avengers Annual number two.
2: Okay, Bart. Sorry for a minute. I was trying to remember who was here. That's Bart, okay. <laughs> your second pick.
0: My second pick is Runaways number twenty-two. Things are going so well for Gert and Victor that can't possibly bode well, can it? It already hasn't boded well for Chase, who has unresolved feelings on the matter. Carolina is keeping a secret from the rest of the Runaways, and Nico in particular. The fallout could be the straw that breaks the camel's back for your favorite teens.
2: Okay. My second pick of the week is Star Wars Age of the Rebellion, Darth Vader number one, uh, by Greg Pak, Mark Lamming, Terry Dotson, Rachel Dotson. Your humble servant, Darth Vader. Darth Vader may be one of the most feared men in the galaxy, but to the proud Grand Moffs of the Empire, he's just the Emperor's apprentice. Below them in hierarchy. But what fury burns in the heart of a Sith with such overwhelming rage when a mere moth dares command him. And at one point, does Darth Vader show them his true power. And I will say, I think we talked about a couple weeks ago, that I was missing... Um, Age of the Republic, Obi Wan. It is in the mail, on its way. So the complete. So my my path is complete of having <laughs> all
1: the books at the moment. There you go. So final pick of the week. My final pick of the week is the Starjammers trade paperback by Warren Ellis, Carlos Pacheco. Everyone's favorite space pirates warp into stellar solo adventures. Corsair, Raza, Chad, and Hepsiba are the Starjammers, roguish renegade freebooters fighting a guerrilla war against the tyranny of the Shi'ar Empire. But they'll soon learn that the enemy of their enemy is not always their friend. And when the fanatical alien race called the Uncreated declares total war on the Shi'ar, how much will the Jammers sacrifice to save their longtime foes? Then, thrown across the galaxy with a new captain, the Star Jammers embark on a violent mission. But are they the bad guys this time? As captured Cadet Tolo Hawk believes. Or is their target, the Union of Intelligent Races, not quite what it seems? Collecting Star Jammers numbers 1 through 4, Star Jammers numbers 1 through 6, that's the original 1995 series 1 through 4, Star Jammers 2004 1 through 6, and material from X Men Unlimited number 32. Okay. Art, your final pick of the week. My
0: final pick. I picked here. Actually, I picked it because it's Marvel Rising, but also because the cover reminds me of a toxic adventure. Okay. Uh, yeah, it is very strange. I've just been looking at it, wondering. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marvel Rising number four? Morgan Lefay cleans up the streets by unleashing a trash monster on New Jersey. And the worst part, it's not even recyclable. Squirrel Girl and Ms. Marvel and their team get, better get their mops and brooms ready for the, before the entire, skate, entire state falls under Morgan's toxic influence. But mon, monster making isn't the only trick up the Asur, sorceress sorceress's sleeve, and now she's fixed her green eyes on Ms. Marvel. OK,
2: good. All right. Well, my final pick of the week is one that had Eric upset that I got it before him
1: because I totally would have got it had I got to it before you did. This is true. Uh, Star Wars Galaxy's
2: Edge number three. It's three of five uh, done by Ethan Sachs, Will Sliney, Tommy Lee Edwards, uh, the Jedi connection during the height of the Empire. Doc Ondar hired an unlikely team to pull off an impossible score to steal a relic out of the occupied holy city of Jeddah With the First Order troops now blanketing the Black Spire outpost on Batu, history may finally be catching up to the notorious procure of the unprocurable, guest-starring fan-favorite fan Outer Rim pirate Hondo Anoka. Based on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the new-themed land coming to coming this year to Disneyland and Walt Disney World. So these books are a great read. I just, that's all I got to say. (laughs) Um, So now our MU pick, which is brought to us by the letter E, as in Eric.
1: I prefer to think of it as standing for the letter E in Excelsior. Okay. But that's just me. So uh, when I look, uh, try to find a Marvel Unlimited pick for when it's my turn. I tried to reference some story or a one of the picks that we do earlier in the show. Um, such was the case this week because I was looking to find the very first appearance for the Star Jammers, which is X-Men Volume 1, number 104. But you see the full group in 107. Well, guess what is not in Marvel Unlimited? That entire run. Why? The original, the volume one of X Men, it's not there. I don't know why. But, I mean, like, why would they want people to start at the beginning? That's just crazy talk, Bart. I'm telling you. So, we don't
2: do crazy here. We are crazy.
1: We're all mad here. Yeah. So, my fallback plan is. I go back some of the you know the books that I have collected over the years, or that I otherwise have fond memories of, and that is the subject of today's MU pick. It, it will is, test your head and it your it mind test. and your brain. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. It is New Mutants Annual number 3, published in September 1987. Cover artist Alan Davis and Paul Neary. I love that combination. Uh, Written by Chris Claremont, penciled by Alan Davis, inked by Paul Neary, colored by Glynnis Oliver, lettered by Tom Orszakowski, edited by Anne Nesenti with Jim Shooter as the editor-in-chief. Basically, you have the impossible man come to the X-Men mansion, looking to have some fun the x-men aren't home but the new mutants are and uh they were pretty much trying to give him the brush off when he decides i know the real reason you won't play with me you're scared warlock the techno organic version of warlock not adam warlock uh you he does not like being told that he's scared so he immediately challenges the impossible man saying that basically anything you can do, I can do better. And that is actually the title name. The name of this title is Anything You Can Do, dot, dot, dot. So they basically, the, the New Mutants chase after them. They go around the world. They go from like New York. They go down to Rio de Janeiro. They go to uh, Wimbledon. They go to, uh, I want to say someplace in Russia and also in Tokyo, And I'm not – eventually, Warlock does one-up The Impossible Man because there is something he can do that The Impossible Man cannot. And I will not spoil it for anybody that wants to read it. But it's just one of those things you never would have thought so that is my MU pick. Cool. Shame you, your, shame you couldn't get your others. But this one is still, this is still a very good read. I mean, as long as you know who the characters are, you've got you know, the classic New Mutants lineup. You've got Cannonball. You've got uh, uh, Mirage. You've got Wolfsbane. you got Magic. you got Cypher. You got Sunspot. And you got Warlock. As long as you know who those people are, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's going to bring us to a close.
2: Any final thoughts? I thought that was my final thought. Okay. Well, how about this? Lego has announced their San Diego Comic Con exclusive, or one of them. It is a Captain Marvel set, including a full Flurkin Goose. The oh, whole Flurkin. The whole Flurkin, and nothing but the Flurkin, and that's no Mercial so Durkin. You're right. It is very beautiful.
1: <laughs> I like how they did the the energy trail that uh, that she leaves when she's flying. Yeah. Now, this set will join the other set that Lego has
2: released, uh, the Captain Marvel and Scroll attack set, uh, which is already in stores now. That set comes with a quad jet from the movie, as well as minifigs of Captain Marvel in her red, blue and gold suit, Nick Fury and Goose, non-Flerkin, and Talos. Uh, so with Lego, they initially thought they would set up where there would be a showdown between the group. And as it turns out, Talos ended up being an ally. Uh, so what they did here is, um, what do we have? We have, uh, Captain Marvel and the Aces, which will include... Um, It's a 271 piece Lego set that includes Captain Marvel in her Ver's costume or Ver's costume, along with the sleek Aces ship that fans see her fly in the film. Uh, Even better, though, the set features a fully flurken version of Goose, complete with teeth and tentacles, as well as a figure of Monica Rambeau. There you go. So, and I love the little toolbox that this comes with as well. I don't think I've seen the toolbox before no have you heard that
0: that one's the new that one is a new piece i think
1: um let me let me look here uh, da, 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 what what okay where is the i'm looking for the i'm looking for the link do you want me to screen share with you yeah screen share with me Right here. Okay, you know what? I have not seen that toolbox before. I can almost identify just about every other piece that you see in there, but that may actually be a new one. Yeah. I think
2: the wing, the back wing drop pieces. Is Mm. that a a surfboard?
1: I think so. Yeah.
2: Because that's a flat tile on top, but that's a surfboard underneath? It might be. Interesting.
0: I'd have to see it from the bottom to hold it onto the... Um, podium.
2: I do want that that gauge piece
1: from inside oh, the yes, ship. That yes. looks killer. Yes. That looks killer. It really does. Yeah, everything else I recognize from from other sets are just the, a lot of them are just regular yeah. regular pieces. I mean, they're not custom for We were talking about this before show. That tree branch piece, actually I think
2: I could get it in that color because I think they might have had it in that color in the el- in the elf set. That's possible. Yeah. And then finding the tentacles, the
1: tentacles tentacles may be new, but I'm not sure. No, I've seen the tentacles before. Okay. Uh, The teeth I've seen before the white and the red. Yeah. Yeah. Those are just like standard fangy
2: things. I just can't remember what the tentacles are also called. Yeah, but that piece with the middle teeth—that's kind of new because it's a it's a oh, two by no, one, like, but it's rounded. Yeah,
1: I've seen it before. It's kind of like in Technic sets. Okay, well, cool. It should be easy to put together then. Yeah, this does not look like it's going to take a long time to set it up. It looks—I uh, would say—did they say how many pieces are in the set? Two hundred and fifty-seven or two seventy-one. I was about to say three hundred at most.
2: Yeah, but you know what? It'd also be fun to to make a uh, Tesseract. Cube as well. I have seen, they have, they have done a Tesseract. Okay. I'll just have to find it on eBay. Actually, I have to find it. Uh, What is
1: it? Brick. Brick Bricklink is the site that I use which, for those of you who don't know, that is kind of like eBay for Lego. Yeah. But there was a set, a Lego set from the first Avengers movie called Loki's Escape. Yeah. And they had a tesseract or a brick that they used for the tesseract. Yeah. I think It was basically, it was a one by one brick that was transparent blue. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think I've got some of those. Yeah.
2: So, well, any other final thoughts? Because that's going to come close to wrapping it up for us. I'm wrapped up. I'm good. Then Thursday if you would please.
0: Activating security protocol self destruct sequence. Erasing all data.
2: Uh Thursday.
1: Just kidding.
2: Then how about uh wrapping it up for us?
1: (laughs) All wrapped up up here, sir. Will there be anything else?
2: Nope. Just time to go dark.
1: That man is playing Gallagher, thought we wouldn't notice, but we did.